chapter twenty three of the golden bough by george gibbs this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva the priest tanya was again called at daylight and after an excellent breakfast they were on their way tanya afoot until they neared the high road when she coolly bade good-bye to herr hochwald and without further words entered her prison to be driven all morning steadily toward weingarten he has gone on reported herr markoff after a while that is well but we must not trust him she replied until we are safe upon the other border of the lake will you forgive me fraulein asked markoff she raised the lid of her queer carriage and thrust out her hand toward him with all my heart my friend and then do you think he has any idea of what we carry i don't know but he shall not take it you are armed yes he must keep away from us late to-night we will be at the Zweisler waldhaus near weingarten there i am well known among old friends you shall see do you think there will be a message from munich she questioned anxiously i hope so that we received none at memmingen was an indication only that all is well with herr roland i pray that it may be true she said earnestly a wagon was coming along the road in front of them and so tanya lowered the lid quickly and was silent herr hochwald did not approach them all that day markoff reported his figure in the distance two or three times but it was not until dusk when the lights of weingarten leaped into view before them that they came upon him suddenly at a turn in the road waiting for them a long day he muttered i am weary where do you go to-night markoff halted fra umberto and throwing the reins over the donkey's back strode forward determinedly we will come to an agreement here and now herr hochwald he said with grim politeness our ways are parted yonder the night is fine your robe heavy you will sleep quite comfortably under the stars as for us whither we go is no concern of yours is it understood hochwald looked up at the tall figure for a moment then shrugged as you please drive on herr musician markoff examined the man a moment in silence and then obeyed but as they approached weingarten herr markoff reported the dark figure a threatening shade in the gloom following at a distance behind them but they reached the Walthaus without further incident it was an inn built in a much earlier day at some distance from the high road and situated at the edge of a thick forest of well-grown pine trees the proprietor was a compatriot of herr markoff's a small man with an expansive smile and a huge paunch upon which the privations of the war had made little impression when fra umberto had been put into a stable and the packages of notes brought into the house and safely hidden in a room upstairs tanya and markoff breathed more freely for though nothing had been seen of the black cassock of herr hochwald for an hour or more tanya knew that he could not be far away when all their arrangements for the night had been completed markoff dispatched herr zweisler to the telegraph office for messages for herr liedenthal the name that he and roland had agreed upon when they had arranged their code 
it was midnight before herr Schweizler returned but he brought the message which markoff and tanya eagerly deciphered by the light of the kitchen lamp in english it would have read somewhat as follows three beds at twenty marks seven chairs at three marks two washstands one bureau forty-one marks all used but in good condition bought to-day munich and will be shipped by weingarten to lindenhof when railway facilities permit decoded this meant pursuit leave donkey weingarten am coming lindenhof the hay-cart creaked up hill and down dale all the long night from time to time tanya lying comfortably in concealment slept uneasily and in her waking moments peered out over the tail-board along the gray stretch of road where she had last seen the figure of the monk a dark blot on the velvety night once he had come quite near until he walked only a few paces behind the cart but markoff had warned him away and at last he had sullenly obeyed for an hour or more now they had lost sight of him but with the coming of dawn they saw in the distance a market cart like their own and upon its seat with the driver the figure in black herr hochwald was tireless and persistent the message from roland had been alarming pursuit that meant immediate discovery unless they deserted fra umberto and the hurdy-gurdy it meant discovery perhaps even there at the Waldhaus of the hospitable herr zweisler if any agents of the police had noticed them travelling that day toward weingarten the rest of the message was explicit leave donkey weingarten am coming lindenhof there was nothing to do weary as they were but obey and so negotiating at once with a neighbor of the innkeeper they had managed for a proper consideration to hire the hay-cart in which they were now approaching their destination beneath the hay in an old bag that herr zweisler had provided were the banknotes of nemi no one had bothered them at least no one but the threatening figure of the false monk and markoff seemed fairly confident of dealing with that gentleman when the time came the owner of their cart was a country lout too stupid to ask questions content with a small bundle of five-mark notes which were the excellent compensation for the use of his cart which was to be returned in a few days but as the gray dawn spread over the heavens and from the high hill over which their long road wound tanya could see in the distance far below her the pale mist rising from the lake she had for the first time a feeling that success was within her reach to hire a boat to sail across to the swiss shore seemed simplicity itself for at arbonne or romanshorn she would throw herself and her possessions upon the protection of the swiss authorities until a wire to shestov or Bartou would bring them to identify her and reclaim the property of the society of nemi but success without the safety of philippe roland was not to be thought of am coming lindenhof he had wired but how when the fact of his coming through from munich by train covering in a few short hours the distance that she and herr markoff had taken four weary days to travel seemed almost unbelievable and yet herr markoff was hopeful he had great confidence in the ingenuity of herr roland 
and the message had been explicit am coming lindenhof and since the code messages had been filed at the hauptbahnhof before eleven o'clock last night herr roland had planned in some way to take the night train from munich which would reach lindau in the early morning the reasoning was sound too obvious indeed to tanya who knew that the excellent herr markoff could do no less than encourage her in the belief that all would go well she knew that already philippe had succeeded in accomplishing the impossible by the very spontaneity of his daring but to travel openly upon a train from munich bound for the swiss border could be nothing less in tanya's eyes than the wildest desperation which only courted the death he had so far miraculously escaped she feared for him now more than ever and regretted painfully as she had already done many times upon her journey that she had consented to leave him in danger in munich while she had gone on in comparative safety with herr markoff and yet success seemed so near the swiss shore came out of the mists like a pleasant mirage of a sought-for oasis to the thirsty in the desert an hour more to lindenhof an hour upon the water and safety but not without philippe as to that she was resolved the very imminence of their meeting the chances of failure the danger of arrest for them all the joyous meaning of success all these possibilities conflicting in the turmoil of her thoughts had tried her endurance to its limit and her nerves were stretched to the breaking point but the patient face of herr markoff was her inspiration he merely smiled at her calmly and bade her have courage for he knew that she would still have need of it as they approached lindau the market-cart in which herr hochwald rode drew nearer and tanya saw him descend and hurry forward to overtake them herr markoff stopped the hay-cart and got down upon the ground i've warned you herr hochwald he said coolly that i will have no interference with the affairs of the fraulein we offer no impediment to your escape go your ways but leave us in peace Hochwald smiled at tanya who was sitting upright listening have i not avoided you we shall do better alone do you go on herr Hochwald, or shall we with your permission we will wait a moment and discuss the matter just beyond the hill ahead of us is poldotz it is a town upon the railroad and there we will find officials telegraph officers and soldiers from the lindau caserna who keep guard and what of that my word against yours prison for us all perhaps but not if you act the part of wisdom what do you want merely to accompany you across the lake impossible it is very little that i ask of you think a moment suppose that i should reveal the real meaning of your journey the actual value of the truckload you hauled to market markoff and tanya exchanged helpless glances he knew had known all the while you see continued hochwald easily we have indeed come to the parting of the ways beyond boldolt's safety if i go with you refuse me now herr markoff and you will never pass the bahnhof 
and when i denounce you hochwald laughed i shall merely say that i am an agent of the government who has followed you here from munich they may arrest me but his excellency will forgive me much if i bring him this excellent proof of my fealty he paused with a shrug and turned to tanya if the fraulein will deign to advise herr markoff is somewhat undetermined with a sinking heart tanya assented crawling back miserably under the hay herr markoff climbed up to his seat and they drove on hochwald following boldly some paces in the rear at boldolz a soldier stood in the middle of the road and even while herr markoff was wondering what he should say to him herr hochwald strode forward toward the corporal who stood leaning against the railroad gate smoking a pipe father and farm produce for the abbey at einsweiler he said soberly i came up last night the soldier nodded and then inquired you've seen nothing of a man driving a donkey hitched to a piano organ no nothing pass father markoff drove on across the railroad tracks down the hill was there an abbey at einsweiler he didn't know but he couldn't help admiring the skill with which herr hochwald had guided them past a difficulty which might have proved embarrassing below the hill markoff gathered new courage for familiar landmarks were all about him and there on the border of the lake not half a mile away was their destination i hope that you know where you're going herr markoff said hochwald with a laugh the words of markoff's reply were inaudible to tanya but there was a world of meaning in his tone she lay in concealment while the cart rumbled across more railroad tracks over a rough road and finally came to a stop at a word from markoff she emerged from her place of concealment and sat up looking around her she was in a quadrangle or courtyard paved with cobbles the walls and buildings surrounding it in tumbled ruins but in front of her upon the margin of the lake was a tower once doubtless the keep of this ancient edifice which still stood defying the tooth of time and at the present moment showed definite signs of occupancy for upon a clothesline beside the handsome gothic portal hung a variety of masculine undergarments like schloss kempelstein itself in various stages of disrepair there were fishing nets in the sunlight on the small jetty and piles of baskets and bottles under the protection of a wooden lean-to against a broken wall herr markoff had told tanya something of herr gratz the eccentric owner of this domain and so she was not unprepared for his greeting he emerged from the gothic doorway almost immediately an unprepossessing creature in soiled flannel trousers and undershirt he had a pointed nose small eyes deeply set under shaggy gray brows and as he strode forth from the door peering at his visitors he seemed far from hospitable and what do you want he began food ludwig said markoff herr gratz halted suddenly at the sound of markoff's voice and stared at him the ugly shadows in his face lifting magically you matthias the same but frau umberto 
and the instrument of torture more of that later for the present the fräulein here is weary a long journey a fräulein and a priest strange companions for matthias markoff who has so long forsworn both <laughs> he burst into laughter a dry cackle which indicated disuse herr markoff brought forth the bag from beneath the hay and followed their host into the tower the lower floor of which served as kitchen and living-room if you will go upstairs fräulein said herr markoff i will bring you food and coffee markoff bag in hand with the air of a familiar to the premises already led the way hochwald watched him narrowly for a moment our agreement holds here herr markoff he flung after him as well as upon the road markoff chose to treat the remark with silence but the millions of nemi weighed upon him heavily though he was not a fighter by nature the situation perplexed rather than intimidated him he knew that hochwald was quite capable of carrying out his threat to reveal their secret to the authorities and the experience with the guard at boldolz had convinced him that the slightest sign of trouble here at lindenhof the firing of shots the sound of cries which could be heard upon the highway nearby or upon the lake would mean speedy capture but he knew also that herr hochwald's other plan to reach switzerland safely with the fräulein and the money was the one he proposed to carry out unless markoff could prevent it hochwald's own safety hung on silence too so long as they remained in germany markoff tanya and hochwald shared a common secret and a common danger any one of them powerless without the silence and cooperation of the other two a strange partnership which markoff desired to terminate at the earliest opportunity but how to kill yes but he didn't believe in killing unless in self-defence this was not his own quarrel but his honour demanded the protection of fräulein korasoff he would protect her but the fräulein was going to make it difficult she would not embark until herr roland appeared suppose that he didn't come that something had happened it was of this that tanya spoke when they reached the upper floor it is eight o'clock herr markoff she said nervously herr roland is doubtless moving cautiously do not become alarmed that man he frightens me what do you propose to do are you fit to go on yes but not she paused and searched his face anxiously do you think that herr roland could have failed he shrugged how can i tell fräulein he replied softly End of chapter twenty three